I want to get it in the ground floor of a Rush Fresh Dick character, a co-creation. So, like, when the movie rights come in, like, it'll be kind of a co-branded Justin McElroy's Rush Fresh Dick's character. Um, I want a Witcher, but it's just you. <laughs> so, what I'm suggesting is Rush Fresh Dick goes through the mutation, his eyes are yellowed, and now Rush Fresh Dick is... The Witcher. So it's not we, we wouldn't come up with a fun name like Gerald Riviera or something like that. It's just no, like, no, 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 no. It's Rush, Rush, but the he's, but he is a mutant Witcher man. What are my powers? The butcher, the butcher of Brooklyn, Rush, Rush, Dick. Right. What are my powers? He lives in what? Queens, and I live. In well, Queens. I know, but butcher of Blaviken, oh, butcher the of Brooklyn, the alliteration. And also, why would you butcher people where you live, plant? Use your noggin. <laughs> uh, your powers are the usual stuff, man. You look your your hog looks good in a bathtub. Mm. Uh, you can jump twenty feet into the air. Uh, werewolves are very afraid of you. I should mention. Okay, so yeah, I should mention well, that like when I try to grow my hair long, it really just poofs out like giant. Perfect. perfect. I'm imagining Even it. I'm perfect. Better. I'm Even in the better. moment. Okay, and here we go. A witcher, witcher, you must help the. The ghouls, they've taken over the village. Please, Witcher, we've we've taken a collection amongst the village and uh, raised a bit of coin. Please, Witcher, can you help? Yeah, a little more. A little more money. What do you got? Whoa. Wow, that's really playing into some troubling stereotypes, Witcher. <laughs> uh, here's a few more crowns that we've collected from the village. Here you go, Witcher. Can you help the terrible ghouls? Yeah, maybe, like, is there someone around that could, like, uh, I don't know. I There's only you, Witcher. Out. There's only you. It's only me? Okay. That's just you, Witcher. Where are your swords? Your famous two no, swords. No, it's heavy. I like to pack light. I've got like the camelback, and that's really all I need. I just need hydration, really. You, you can actually see him popping allergy pills. <laughs> yeah, I should mention. Is this? Potions. Are we in hay fever? Right, a hay season right now? Is it? Is it? Ragweed floating around. An, an allegra. Yeah, I've brewed you an allegra potion, sire. Please. Take it with my compliments. Oh, yeah, no, I, I can't take this. I already took a Claritin. <laughs> Oi, Witcher, I... you're looking pretty good for a poke. Come into me bed, Witcher. Oh, I'll okay. Fancy a poke. I'll fancy a poke with you, Witcher. Okay, that's good. No, Witcher, good. take me to bed, Ooh. Witcher. Please. Witcher, no, bed me in your famous bathtub. Wow, this is so much pressure. Show um... me that mutant hog. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I've got a bloody nose. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I've got two bloody swords. My name is Chris Plant, and I know which witch is the best witch. My name is Russ Varshick, and you should toss a coin to me. <laughs> Welcome to the Besties, where we celebrate video games in a all-year-round book club for video games. They should come up with a catchier way of saying it. Every week here on the Besties, we talk about a new game. And uh, explore the pros and cons, and uh, we this, come up this with a... lists of what's, and then we give it a fun factor rating at the end. And sometimes we have to do that with a Netflix show because it's fucking January, y'all. <laughs> it's January. It's fine, but this the wit. Listen, the Witcher's hot right now. I mean, the Witcher. 
always hot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Witcher but, Witcher 1 Witcher is pretty busted. Pretty pretty polygonal. <laughs> pretty like I think it's hard to get like horny for that like Daikatana level sort of. Was he in a tub uh, in that one? He I think he's contractually obligated to get that to splash that hog <laughs> at least once per game. Uh so, so The Witcher is what we're going to be talking about this week both the uh i guess are we going to limit it to the switch version of the witcher 3 is that the idea that it's newer no we should not do that because that's not what i played any bit of the witcher 3 which is honestly like i, I want to say what that came out like a week ago right it's a new release uh yes it's uh we've been removed from the timeline by chrono <laughs> wizards so yes it came out last week no it's a you know it's it there really is it's kind of a slow period of the year and the thing but like weirdly like my friends who are not uh, tr- capital T true capital G gamers are like talking about The Witcher, and it's like w- w- this is a because it's on Netflix, and it's it's a very strange season of all the c- crossover like franchises to to find mainstream appeal. The Witcher was uh, approximately last on the fucking list. It was definitely of video game like I was very prepared for full on disaster for the show. Like I thought there was no way they were going to be able to do it. Kind of similar to like the success of Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt, which was a game that came out after two eh, okay RPGs, but very dorky RPGs and it turned into the biggest franchise that basically built an entire studio off of the witcher 3 so like it does feel like there's something about this franchise that has like a little bit of magic in it and i'm not just talking about Geralt's powers <laughs> uh to catch new listeners up uh to some besties lore and witcher 3 lore freshix's right when witcher 3 came out i think a lot of people were surprised obviously there were hardcore fans of witcher 1 and witcher 2 but nobody really expected the kind of gta level of fandom that surrounded witcher 3 and four very otherwise intelligent guys really missed out on that moment, I would say. <laughs> I don't think any of us were huge fans of Witcher 3 when it came out. I have a feeling that has to do with none of us being huge fantasy people. Is that am I misremembering this? No, that's not it. Because I like I got very much into Skyrim and like Elder Scrolls games. So it's not that. I think and we could talk about this as we like dive into like the game itself, but I think Witcher 3 does not start well and also does not introduce people to the game well. Like it, it's bad at tutorial, it's bad at um, balance in the early hours to the point where I was getting like smoked and I didn't know why. It is it is the it is ultimately the third game in a franchise that I think most people you know didn't play the first and second who got very into wild hunt completely blew away the first two entries in the franchise so i I think it's easy to forget that it is the third game in a franchise but i think that a lot of those sort of growing pains are because because of that you think they were assuming people would play the other two and were like we can make this hard a lot of my problems with the witcher 3 because i think i'm probably among the people in this call like the one who is the least into it are can probably be explained by the fact that it is still the third game in the franchise and so like for me the characters don't necessarily resonate especially well but i'm missing two games worth of context yeah. uh for for all that stuff and that's honestly like why i've been kind of into the tv show is that it's not the witcher 3 the tv show it really takes its time to like this almost this entire episode is about Unifer. like okay hell yeah i played a lot of the witcher 3 and i think i just got to a point where there was a lot left of it 
and I want to mainly celebrate this game, so I'm not, this is not digging it necessarily, but it is sort of my explanation, my excuse, perhaps, why I fell off of it about, probably about midway through the game. Um, there is so much to do in this game, um, like main quests and secondary quests, and also Witcher contracts. And treasure hunts. Uh, that and treasure hunts, yes. <laughs> uh, that and there's so many things to do in the game. It's very easy to like get too deep into, you know, chasing down certain quests that maybe don't like interest you. But if your completion is like me, you're like, you know, go ahead and pounding through the ones that are at your level. And I think I just kind of got lost in the weeds a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely had that vibe, especially when you look at the map, and it's like the map is just filled with things to do. I, I think for people maybe. There are some people that are listening to this that like just saw the show and don't really understand like how you could necessarily make a game from based on what they saw in the show. I don't know. It could be sort of hard to grok, I guess. So maybe it makes sense for us to just like sort of describe the like main flow of like how this game. I think even it's works. the most video game ass show I've I mean, ever it is, seen in my entire like, life. It's worth. <laughs> it is it, the, it, it, every episode is a level. Like yeah, but, I don't know what but you're Witcher Three about. is not a level based game. That's what I, you know what I mean. No, you're you're exactly right. Um, yeah, it's a third person action adventure game where that is just Geralt and sometimes Siri, his and Roach the daughter, horse. Roach. Okay, here's a Witcher fucking there. Here's the Witcher for you. Okay, the Witcher three that encapsulates our problem. You have a horse named Roach, and there is a fairly decently sized character named Roach. In <laughs> really, guys, really, this is how many different things are in this game. Anyway, okay, I'm I'm gonna take a swing at this. The Witcher three is fantasy, except for it's not set on Earth. It's set on a kind of lost planet and maybe a different dimension and a long time ago there was a dimensional catastrophe in which a whole bunch of dimensions pushed up against each other what i didn't know people that. got things people oh. humans uh beasts from different dimensions got rattled off of their dimensions and they fell onto this shared dimension planet and that no. is where the game is set. Yes. This no, is- I'm so le- much less interested in that now. <laughs> that Wait, is, really? That's that is, the coolest that's shit the coolest about this part. game for me. I mean, okay. I didn't realize they came from other dimensions. I thought they were just elves and stuff walking around. Did you, have you read like literally any of the lore books? I am a nerd. I just did them. <laughs> There's a lot of reading in that game. There's a, a lot There's of reading. There's so much reading. I, I just it's think it's cool good. for what it's worth that the game, I think, mimics the vibe of like, Geralt bebopping and scatting around the map, taking quests and like just doing his thing in like a very authentic way that is also represented in the show really cool, which is just like, hey, I'm going to haggle for more money for this deal because all I want to do is just like get some more money so I can like be a depressing witcher guy. So, yeah, it's an adventure game. You're going around helping people. Uh, You have... It's interesting. He's not the most... One of, I think, the tough things for me about the witcher is that as you may have seen in the show like he doesn't have um emotions or at least they're very tamped down by the witcher mutation oh witchers let me say what real quick (laughs) witchers who doesn't know about okay witchers are mutants basically that are made to fight monsters for money the demons from the other dimensions specifically what right Yes. No, Russ, I, they were little get boys on board. and they gave them like poison and they turned the little boys into like monster killers. 
Yes, right. to fight the demons oh, from the other the dimension. Sorry, I right, thought you yes. called them the demons. I was very confused. Oh, boy, they're not witches. No. Did you get that part, Fresh? They're not witches. Yeah, yeah, I got that they're not witches. Okay, they hunt witches. Good, good. They don't theory. do. They don't do witch, right? You're on board with this so far, Russ. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. Down. Okay, <laughs> I'm down. So we follow Geralt uh, in the in The Witcher Three. You're following Geralt as he tries to track down Siri mm. um, because she's she's taken off and he senses that she's in danger. And for all the scope of the game, it does tie back to that idea of like he's trying to track her down. Um, sorry, Russ, you look confused. Did you miss no, that? No, no, I got that part. It's good. Okay, good. <laughs> maybe I should turn uh, on video. <laughs> maybe, but you're following. Uh, you're, you're following Gerald as he searches for Siri. Now, when I decided for the second playthrough, like I'm gonna really focus on the main story. I'm gonna really just focus on that and try to push through that. You end up in a lot of like, where did Siri go? And somebody's like, I'll tell you if you do five hours of things for me. Like, okay, fine. Yeah, okay. And then, then that person wants you to do something. And then the person that they told you to kill has another thing that they want you to do first. And then they'll you can take care of that and then work your way back up to like finding out like, she's over there. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, the okay, mousetrap well. of main quests. Like it just keeps yeah. going. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that's the way to play it. I think, I think when Witcher 3 like exceeds its expectations it's when the other night i was i like i was like oh i need some money i'm gonna take on a witcher contract which i just pick off off the board and apparently some guy has gone missing and i'm gonna go find the guy which seems like a very straightforward like side quest that you would see in any rpg so i go and i go to find the guy and there's a dude that's basically been crushed by a rock and then suddenly another rock comes flying out of the sky and then I'm and I go and chase down like who threw this rock. So I'm like tracking the whatever I'm tracking things through the ground and I eventually get to a lair. And in the lair is a hand drawn crayon of Geralt with a large rock falling on him like you would see in a Wiley e. Coyote cartoon. Apparently someone had this grand plot to drop a rock on me. Who was it? It turns out there was this band of like monsters there was a werewolf there was a godling a little like alien boy there was a uh, an elf like this whole band of monsters came together and they were like we're gonna get that Geralt and they had this whole back and forth of like are you a bad guy or aren't you and and Geralt has to be like no no I've I've helped this person and that person and that person and it just turned into something that was like turned into like a trial of G- a Geralt, which was like way more than you would have expected from just like That's find so this wild. guy. That's the the best the best time that I have with this game is when it leans into the stuff that is cool about the concept of this world, mm. which is to say like this idea of you know the witchers in general these these mutated monster hunting guild members. And the way that they do what they do, the Witcher contracts are my favorite part of the game where it's like, yeah, this this woman just got murdered over by this well. Go check that out. And you go check that out and you have to kick on your Witcher vision, which is like the Batman detective vision. And you look for clues and then you follow those around until you say, oh, well, this is obviously done by this type of ghoul because it came out at this time of day. And here's what I know in my glossary about what they're weak against. So I have to brew this type of potion and cast this spell to like bind them because that's what this monster is weak against. Like that, that is... That's cool. Like, that makes me feel... That is some role-playing for me that I really enjoy. It For me, it is like... 
I could not care less about like the main story and the characters as much as I, maybe I just like monster hunter and that's why. That's what I love so much about both the TV show and the video game is I feel like both in TV and video games for the past, I don't know, decade, there was this obsession with like the main narrative and every episode leads into the next and uh, video games have to be these very serious big dramas that are just I don't know I'm just like I'm bored of the search for prestige and for like things being of a certain value and I love The Witcher the TV show because it reminds me of The Mandalorian where it's monster of the week it's like Xena or Hercules and you show up and you watch it it's like oddly funny or oddly violent or horrific and then you're done with it and if you want to watch another one sure and if you want to save it for another day great in the video game is the first video game I played in, I don't know, forever, where the side quests are effectively that. I could play the main quest. I have largely have avoided them because I enjoy that. Like, okay, I have 30 to 45 minutes at the end of the day, especially when I'm like on the bike. I can hop into one quest. I can have that experience like Frush said. And sometimes they're really funny. There was one that I had where it's like I met a sorcerer who was uh, holding ceremonies to revive the dead so that it can be purged from the world but then his father comes back and accuses him of patricide and decisions that i make in that end up affecting things that i make on later none of which has to do with the main quest and that's that's so fantastic i wish more games i i just spent like a hundred or so hours playing assassin's creed last year and while those side quests are fine i i don't remember any of them they're not yeah but i would say especially consequential Geralt's great solution to that is i'll go burn your dad dead dad's body in the forest <laughs> i've got this don't worry i'm a witcher i'm gonna go incinerate your dad okay i'll be back in a bit that's almost i got a fast travel point right next to your dead dad's body so i'll just go burn him real quick that's a solution for everything man like we've got mice in the grain bins i'm gonna go burn your dad <laughs> I'm gonna go burn him uh, up good. I I would push back against I, and and I know this isn't exactly uh, the the game for me has uh, the Witcher senses I think are like so boring as a way of like getting you from like literally y'all a third of the quest is like they drink a bunch of things I'm gonna follow their stink <laughs> and then there's like visible stink waves that you just like follow a stink trail to them and then kill them there and it's like. There's a lot of like I'm gonna activate a Witcher senses and then like walk around and find a little glowing three glowing red things and that'll move me on to the next thing or follow this trail of stink uh, from A to B. I find that that stuff. I a want little a Charlie laborious. Brown Witcher crossover where it just ends up being pig pen at the end of it. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> or a family or a family circus uh, crossover where you follow just sort of the lines of the monsters. They go all across the city and play baseball with their friends, and then go to the hot dog store. Just I have a question for you: How do you feel about the loot in this game? And I'm not talking about the good loot. I'm talking about finding like the cow mil- oh goat God. milk or whatever, or a ladle or a broken rake. I'm gonna complain about this too. I go into the village because I get weighed down. Uh-huh. Okay, sure. imagine Geralt of Rivia, hero of uh, the Butcher of Blaviken, shows up and he's like, "What's up? what's up, Geralt? Why are you hobbling? I'm carrying twelve maces. <laughs> what? I'm carrying twelve rotten maces. I'm gonna sell you for ten dollars. I only have enough money to buy eight maces. Okay, fuck. I guess I'll carry four maces." 
with me in my pockets to the next village. The next guy could buy the rest of it. Also, I have this huge bag of trash that, bro- that I could break down into like, like he's rooting through it. Like, here's some candlesticks I stole from some lady. Here's a plate I found on the ground. Here's some raw meat that I eat sometimes. It's like a wild amount of trash that I have to go through to find if any of it could break down into like good materials so i'm just like looking through trash like what could uh, i make out plate, of a ladle <laughs> gross doll uh broken axe no this is trash i got 15 uh, donkey spines anybody need these donkey spines <laughs> yeah it is very silly uh but i think the i think it is the side quests that like make it such a special thing it could be it- smoother i wish you could mark things as junk in your inventory and then just sell them when you got back to town. Because it's I just very wish I boring. knew what was junk. Even better. What if they just didn't have so much fucking shit in this game? I this is like my number one pet peeve now, and I feel like I talked about it like I've talked about it so many times on the show. This idea of just like this game's gonna have some dope ass huge long tail RPG mechanics that we are going to sort of introduce in the game in these like wildly narrow increments of just like this sword gives you plus one percent versus ghouls and it's like is that good how much is that is that good do i want plus one percent versus ghouls do you need me to go into the menu and press five buttons so that my sword can be one percent better on ghouls one thing that this uh that is kind of neat about the witcher once you understand it is the alchemy system so you can um get ingredients for potions that are just like lying around the ground or you collect from monsters and then you brew those potions. This is not well explained in the game because I thought that you had to have those ingredients every time that you wanted to make those potions. And it's really more like you brew it once and then automatically it is refilled with alcohol he just pours alcohol into all the bottles he's like well that's he was it like refilled. he was a kid and he snuck into his parents liquor cabinet and just refilled all the bottles while they were sleeping <laughs> i didn't engage with that system at all because it seems so annoying to have to like find all these ingredients constantly but it's really like once you brew it once you've got it and that's cool i'm yes? sorry but what if the entire game we're just experiencing it from the witcher's point of view but to the rest of the world he's just a drunk normal guy wandering around being like blammo hell potion like oh my gosh you drink eight dwarven spirits that's just dwarven spirits you're pouring them into potion bottles but it's just pure grain alcohol can I say one more thing about the loot before we move on yes I love in the witcher 3 that monsters just have like their blood and brains and trash and you fight them a lot but men, they're loaded to bear with all kinds of good sellable stuff. So the Witcher, who in the narrative probably prefers to hunt monsters, when J-Man's behind those white locks, I'm just looking for dudes. Like, I got to attack my bandits. It's like, fuck yeah, look, pinatas. I'm going to burn you guys to ash and take all your shit. Excellent. This is way better than hunting monsters. Uh, I make kids convince me, like, does the monster have anything good i mean does he own like possessions or whatever because i'd prefer to kill men if i could (laughs) i want to tell you guys about the everybody's talking about the switch version of this game i want to tell you about the griffin special actually good edition of the witcher 3 which is to say i just built this new pc and i was like i'm gonna play witcher 3 on pc because i bet it's gonna look amazing uh and it looks all right uh but 
I've installed mods into it that fixes some of the terrible shit that this game does. It has a fast travel system where you can bounce between these different waypoint signs, right, that you find in the world, but you have to travel from the waypoint sign. You can't just, like, open up your map and go to any fast travel point. You have to go from fast travel point to fast travel point. Sure, it's realistic. Uh, right. It's so annoying. It it's so annoying. So bad. And you also have to open your map to find where the sign so, is. Go so you to can it, go to so the sign. Can, yes. uh, so I installed a mod where you can just fast travel to any waypoint whenever you want. That's awesome. I got rid of weight restrictions. Mm-hmm. I got rid of weapon durability. Your weapons can like get broken and that's just a mechanic games stop do nobody likes that nobody's like oops i played too much of the game and now my sword doesn't work anymore uh i made it so that ooh, all of your quest objectives show up on the map all at once not just the single one that you're tracking and it's when i started installing all these mods like i made a version of the game that was like way better for me to play and enjoy it and it also made me realize like wow there's a lot of really little annoying things about this game which is hard for me to like really hold that against it because it when was this game released like 2015 so like i don't know maybe in the last four years we've sort of uh ironed out a lot of those a lot of those wrinkles but it is the best version of the game i've played the the griffin special yeah, I do want to mention though, Griffin, you haven't had the experience of following stink lines while pooping, which you can't really do on PC. So <laughs> that's fair. Um, <laughs> I I uh, I think the Switch version is kind of a marvel that it runs and looks as good as it does. I will say that I have had multiple like technical issues, like several crashes, just like cra- the game crashing out, uh, getting stuck and stuff, falling through the world, um, which like. You kind of get it with something this expansive, and they're shoving it on a platform where, where it, it is not a perfect fit. But I did want to mention it's like it's very impressive, but it it can be annoying. Yeah, it's a little annoying. I, I think for for as much time as I put in, yeah, I've probably had like five crashes in total. Eh, it's okay. It's fine. Here's the deal: The Witcher Three. It turns out it's a great game. People should give it a try on whatever platform Especially if they you have. Saw the show and liked it, and we should talk about that show. Wait, I want to talk about the show, but I want to say one more thing about The Witcher 3. The wildest thing about The Witcher 3, and I literally can't think of a game that's had a story like this. It came out in uh, 20... What did I just 16? say? I thought, 2016? 2015 or 2016? Yeah. Um, and it has sold more in the first half of 2019 than it did in the first half of 2018. Like... This old game is selling, like, more than it was before. Like, the tale on this game is absolutely wild. Like, there just aren't games like this. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. I I can't think of a single time where this has ever happened because, obviously, whenever a movie or a TV show comes out that's based on a video game, it's terrible. So no one wants to play that game in previous times, but, like, in this case, yeah, wow. It's crazy. Let's talk about let's let's take a break and then get into a discussion about the uh, about the television show. Yeah, yeah. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print, little details, and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know, who's not going to do that to you? I'm not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay 
hundreds of dollars for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan or do you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details this episode of the besties is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that that is where aura frames comes in It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. The Witcher on Netflix is its 
I guess, official name. Maybe not on Netflix, but The Witcher. No, they call it The Witcher on Netflix. That's what I call That's it. That's how he introduces himself in every scene. <laughs> on Netflix is The, the Witcher. Witcher on Netflix. <laughs> um, where's, these, where's these mummies that's been causing such a problem around here? So uh, for people that don't know, the first season of The Witcher is based primarily on the first book, which is really a book of short stories. Uh, written by an author's name who I am not going to attempt to pronounce. He's from Poland. Um, But he wrote these short stories about this guy, Geralt, who walks around as a witcher and doing things. And many of the episodes are directly pulled from short stories. So uh, the the story about the genie, uh, the story about the Striga, the the, uh, transformed uh, princess in the castle that they have that huge, awesome fight. Um, The Butcher of Blaviken, that whole situation is all pulled directly from this uh, initial book, which is uh, which takes place far before the events of the game that we just talked about. I've never played Witcher one or two, so it did provide like actually some valuable context for me, like mm-hmm. introducing introducing first of all m- like huge important characters throughout the Witcher game franchise, like uh, Triss Marigold and uh, Yennefer Yennefer of Vingerberg mm-hmm. and Siri and the eponymous Witcher. So like. I found it valuable, you know, from a coming at it from just having played the games. You know what's actually interesting? The, the first two games are not based on those stories either. They actually take place after those stories as well. The The way they justify it is they just gave Geralt amnesia. And he was like, wait, you say I'm a witcher, but what is a witcher? Those wait, are the first really? two games. Yeah. That's, oh, wow. Okay. So, so it's all like trying to teach the audience what this world is. And and there's some references, obviously, to those previous events, but they are not retellings of the episodes in the show or what was in the books. So I have never engaged with the story of the games. I played a good amount of two and a good amount of three, a little bit of one. It was those the early one. The first one was rough, um, but the but I didn't really engage with the story. I think it's probably the first time I heard someone say Jennifer out loud <laughs> because it. It is just Jennifer with a Y. And that's rough. That's a challenge, actually, to hear repeatedly and engage with the story. I think my brain was just like, nah, no thanks. I'll take a pass. What's cool about the show is it actually made me want to play the game. I got more background and like a better understanding of who this character was. The emotion thing, the previous times I played the game, never clicked for me. Like it was never hit on nearly as much as it was in the show. So I always thought he was just kind of like a stoic, boring guy. And maybe you can make the argument that he that he is. But when you see it reflected in the lens of the show, like you can really feel who the character is a bit better. And it actually made like the game more interesting as a result because I feel like I had a better idea of who this guy was like how he would like handle himself in different situations i think the thing that disappoints me most about the show is that it still doesn't get into yennefer's siblings yash jeremy and yustin (laughs) (laughs) boy that was a long long way to walk for that goof Jacob, uh, I do want to mention. I love that bit in, in Heavy Rain where he's like, "Yay, son!" <laughs> All right, "Yay, son!" Henry Cavill is sure. a real fucking gamer, and I'm not going to listen to the three of you he's talk about how real, he's not a real fucking he's gamer. Just, he's just like you and me. He's a real gamer. Uh, I, I, you know what? I got to give it to him. I thought I think he's miserable as Superman, uh, and fault. I think he's. I'm not going to give anybody in that flicker pass. Miserable as Superman, uh, but I think 
excellent in this show. Like he brings a level of like uh, it, it, he has to be subdued, right? But he's bringing some like really interesting stuff, like just below the surface mm. of that that you can that you can pick up on that I think really makes him a lot more um, a lot more compelling. He's so charming, um, y- yeah, charming yeah. even. And I actually found so myself. Charming. Having watched the show, being able to role play not as myself, which I normally when I play uh, games, I role play as whatever myself, what I would do in that situation. But because I watch the show, I know like I have I feel like I have way more of a sense of his motivations. So Absolutely. I'll role yeah, play for sure. in the game, which is authentic to how he would act. Absolutely. And that is pretty funny because in the game, you actually get to choose your romantic relationship but in the show it is very clear that there is one correct answer to that question and it yeah. is 100% Yennefer there's I really no doubt I think uh, Geralt in the TV show beats the ever loving shit out of Geralt in the game oh. and it's because like oh well I think that and maybe I just haven't played enough of The Witcher 3 because I, I I've never wanted to like a game more and like bounced off it so like repeatedly and consistently as I do with, with The Witcher 3 but I find the character of Geralt in in Witcher Three to be sort of this like featureless. So he says funny shit from time to time in cutscenes, like he has a very wry like sense of humor. But like he doesn't seem especially vulnerable ever. And Witcher in the TV show, like in the second episode, he gets captured and essentially like is about to be killed. And in that moment, like Henry Cavill, like kind of crushes it in in being this essentially still mutant superhero who is still like talking to this bard who idolizes him. Like, hey, we're about to die. Like, I I am not some demigod who cannot be hurt. Like, this is fucking bad, and this is this is it. And in that moment, I realized, like, oh wait, like that's not something. That's not a, a version of him that I ever ever saw in the video game. In the video game, it was just like you get werewolves, okay. I, I've, I can kill those, no problem. I think the thing with the game, too, is it, it's kind of luck of the draw in terms of the dialogue options you choose, and it's not always obvious, and you can definitely fall into a series of scenarios that are that, like, I don't know, like, classic video game hero, tough guy shtick, but I was caught off guard how regularly it went the other direction, where he was, like, such a weird goofball, or just would say really bizarre things he's kind of just a weird dude you get this sense that he uh didn't have the opportunity to be around normal people too often as a child yeah and now he's really struggling um do you mean in the show or the game in the game oh i think that's in the game i think it's definitely in the show um yeah but i think in Mm -hmm. the game you just it's a matter of whether or not you happen to choose the dialogue that leads you down that path i think you could just as well choose the dialogue that goes in the like power fantasy direction. And that's that's why the show has the advantages. I think there's more authorial intent. I think that though like the reason that the humor in the game doesn't always like register with me especially well is that it only contributes to this like invulnerable uh untouchable superhero, right? Like he's only he's only able to joke in the face of like all of these extenuating circumstances because he knows there's no chance that it poses like any threat. At least that's the way it hits for me. Have you seen him perform theater? No. <laughs> okay. So there's, there is a, uh, a scenario, uh, maybe like 15, 20 hours in the game where you need to win back over the trust of a friend. And it, it feels pretty life and death for that friend, whether or not they decide to trust you. So you decide to perform a show, including 
co-writing it as either a comedy or a drama and then deciding if you perform in it as the lead and then if you do perform in it as the lead trying to actually hit your lines and if you want to see a vulnerable witcher (laughs) put him in front of a lively audience novigrad um that sounds great i'm just saying in the first episode of the tv show like this entire town turns against him and like Mm -hmm. reveals this extremely uh he's this emotionless like you know monster slayer but he is still like obviously like kind of scared of being alone and isolated and like the whole season is kind of about that and that Mm -hmm, is just like i never got anything like that from the game and i wish i did if i did like i'd probably still be playing the game the 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 thing that i think the tv show also has a huge advantage of is with a character like this where it is a lot of subtlety having a real human face to express emotion versus a video game character face goes a long way especially when yeah, that sure. human face is henry cavill's beautiful beautiful, beautiful chisel from granite yeah. beautiful face um i really uh, really was blown away by the i think the action on the show is super yeah, well handled great. there's not a ton of it but when it happens the witcher beats ass in a way that is so convincing and brutal and savage that like uh, th- there are fights that are just over in moments because he's such a brutal dude and it is interesting because it's used so sparingly that it gives this subtext to a lot of the scenes of like, man, I really hope that I don't have to be ass because if <laughs> I do, it will be so savage and complete that like I can't walk it back because I'm an absolute savage monster. Twice in the first three episodes, he is faced with a fight, one against a huge band of mercenaries and one against the Striga, where they just like kind of rear their heads and like enter, you know, initiative. And he just looks at them and goes, fuck. And it works. (laughs) It's the best cuss. It's the best cuss Henry Cavill's ever delivered both times. Yeah, he's terrific at it. It does create a little bit of dissonance in the game when you're like, having to have meaningful conversations and you're like, well, I don't want to fight these people. But then you run into a gang of like 30 bandits and you fucking <laughs> yeah, flamethrower the lot of them. them. Like, they're dead. Yeah. They've all got clubs. <laughs> Give me all those maces. Come here, boys. Let me get your maces and your legs of chicken. There's no laws in the woods. I'll murder anybody in the woods. <laughs> How do you guys still have raw meat? I barbecued you. I set you aflame <laughs> with my hands. Hey, can we talk about spells real quick at the game? Because we didn't. Do you guys use anything other than uh, Igni, the fire spell? Because it's, it's insane I only to use that. shield. I, 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 yeah, I don't love the... I, we didn't get it. That's why you don't like the game. Yeah, maybe. You just need to set everybody yeah. on fire. You know what I actually did for this playthrough that I would highly recommend? I set the difficulty down to the easiest level, uh-huh. which actually makes it feel a lot more like the TV show. <laughs> for starters, <laughs> I never lose. I'm the Witcher. If I decide to fight you, I'm going to win. Another mod I got in Griffin's great version of the game is I turned off fall damage, because I can't tell you how many times I would just be running through the woods like, I smell a monster stink. I'm going to, oops, I fell 10 feet. Oops, now I'm a ragdoll on yeah, the ground. Yeah, he cannot fall hell. very far, huh? He cannot fall very weakness. far, except in my dope version of the game, he has a six spell. <laughs> it's called Air Jordans, and he can't be fucking hurt by fall damage. It's amazing. His kryptonite is ground. Yeah. Uh, we, we should we should wrap up. It's weird. Before we had this conversation, I did not think that, like, my takeaway would be that I actually like the TV show. It's not a perfect TV show. Like, it has a lot of the same problems that I had with this same kind of pulp, gritty fantasy that I think Game of Thrones tried to pull off. Like, that tone is actually not especially appealing to to me but despite that like i weirdly the characters are what made me enjoy the show uh which see is the i, I actually disagree game. with you there because i don't think 
I think this is pulp where Game of Thrones isn't. Yeah. We're like Game of Thrones, and this is not to take anything away from Game of Thrones. Obviously, it was hugely successful. But for me, what was nice as a sort of counterpoint to that is rather than get you to care, and where I think a lot of fantasy shows have failed in the wake of Game of Thrones, is rather than trying to get you to care about an entire world and all the different warring factions in this world, although that's definitely happening in the background of The Witcher, it says, like, what if we got you to care about three people? Like, these are three people in this world that we want you to care about. And I think that's more, much more manageable for this scale yeah. of a, and of I a think show. All- it doesn't ask a, so much And I think of they're you. also much more aware of how ridiculous it is. Like... There's a man with a goat face, and there's something very funny about that, and they sort of lean into that idea um, rather than moving away from it. It actually reminds me of Buffy in terms of tone than it does Game of Thrones. But where's that dong? It's just, it's the TV show. It's just like, it's just, where's the, where's the, where's the Henry Cavill Jennifer dong? Jennifer is naked in half of the episodes. Every, and the most, we got some Henry Cavill feet. Most of the women are naked in each episode, and we don't even get one Henry Henry Cavill dong. It's a, it's a, it's cruel. Season it's two, cool. season two. Let's let's go for it. Hashtag drop the dong. <laughs> season two, it's coming. Drop the dong. Drop the dong. Do Superman. We, so do we have tweets or mail or what's up from Will Fulton? The ending of Wild Hunt and how series actions are informed by a few key decisions you made throughout the game really stuck with me as one of the most successful RPG endings of the last decade for giving a sense of meaningful agency and investment within a linear narrative. I agree with that. I I mean, as somebody who had trouble getting into a lot of Bioware games, I'm really impressed how often it feels like decisions I'm making in one quest inform the next. And I don't know if that's a sleight of hand, but it feels very true. From Liz Lambert, the Witcher Netflix series was what made me want to restart The Witcher 3. Henry Cavill was also not even a blip on my radar until that show came out. Leave it to a female showrunner to make everything about this property appealing to uh, people like me. I can't imagine why. She uh, included a gif of Henry Cavill in a bathtub. Um, (laughs) It's good. Drop the dong. (laughs) Uh, Sean said, uh, talking about The Witcher 3, which Sean dove into after the Netflix show, I found the soundscape most impressive. Walking through Novigrad, each area only has maybe a dozen people standing around, but the soundscape of the crowd murmuring and talking sounds like there's hundreds of people around. It really makes the place you're exploring feel real and lived mm. in and filled with all kinds of people. It's starting to make me uh, regret uh, playing the game muted on the toilet listening to Blank <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I might have missed a little bit of the soundscape doing that. I mean, I got some of it for sure, but like... See my um, my modded a, version uh, of the game is all like arena rock uh, soundtrack. <laughs> There's fucking like Chemical Brothers on there. <laughs> Every time Geralt goes downstairs, it plays Rock and Roll Part oh, Two. Yeah. Um, Witcher Haiku from Chance really like the books. Want to get into the games? There is also Gwent. <laughs> that haiku talks more about Gwent than we did in our 15 minute segment. Uh, it's, it's okay. I have this from I I believe the name is pronounced. Dan Dan Stephanidis. Um, I love that since new folks have decided to play the games for the first time, it's like a mini version of when everyone fell in love with Lord of the Rings. I get to geek out uh, with a whole new branch of people. Also, I haven't read the book, so I get to be that person for someone else, too. Oh, cool. Oh. 
this is from Aiden. The only way I could ses- successfully kill anyone without dying in The Witcher 3 was swinging wildly as I flew past on the horse at 90 <laughs> miles an hour. Most fights took me 20 minutes or more. I think I would have to start over and redo the combat <laughs> tutorial if I ever wanted to finish the game. So instead, I'm just waiting for Cyberpunk. Hopefully, it also has horses. You're waiting a little bit longer. Yeah, it actually says in, in Witcher's glossary, it says, like, the werewolf is weak to silver, this uh, wolf's bane potion, or if you ride past it at 90 miles an hour <laughs> on your horse and you swing wildly at it 50 times, that will also get you there most of the time. Should we jump into honorable mentions? Yes. Yes, for sure. I just played through all of, because they have patched it once again on Switch, bloodstained, subtitle, subtitle, subtitle. It's almost like Symphony of the Night, but it's not exactly that. I have wanted to play this game for a long time, but I've been kind of waiting. Uh, I bought it day one on Switch, and it had terrible performance issues. Uh, and I didn't feel like buying it on another platform because the developer said that they were working on a patch to get it going. They've patched it like four or five times. And finally, last week, they put out a patch for Switch that eliminates a lot of the uh, input lag and sort of just general lag that made it such an unpleasant thing to play. Now it's really good to play, and holy shit, I like this game. Uh, it is essentially Symphony of the Night, but like, uh, you know, with a with a scale that is tr- truly staggering. Like, and I'm talking about in terms of like a mechanics scale. Like, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of these different powers to find and weapons to find, uh, and that is like always my favorite part of the like Castlevania post Symphony of the Night games is just all of the wild loadouts that you can build, uh, having shards, which are essentially spells that you can like uh, level up in all of these different ways. There's a cooking system that is actually like meaningful where you go out and you're like, fuck yeah, that uh, cow monster just dropped some beast milk. Now I can go and make some flan to increase my health permanently. Like it has, it is so mechanics rich and each of them like is like actually meaningful in a way that I... I just devoured that game over the course of like a weekend. I think it's absolutely great. Yeah, I'm definitely jumping into that next after I finish Witcher. And also like it is great that they finally like fulfilled the promise of making... uh, Obviously it should have worked at day one, but I think that's a problem that a lot of Switch ports have of just like they come out and they just do not run nearly as well as they do on other platforms and other developers are just like, well, that's too bad. Anyway, next Mm -hmm. game. Uh, And they have put in the work to make it work and that's rad. I have been getting back into a game called Cribbage with Grandpa, and I can't imagine this was a big hit at the time. Sorry, we should clarify. It's a video game. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, not a Cribbage with my grandpa. This is like a couple years old. It's on the App Store. I think it's on most mobile platforms. Um, And uh, so basically, uh, it's a game where you play Cribbage with your grandpa. Get to make your own grandpa, customize it. I customize it to look like... My great-grandpa, Wobby, who is very into card mm-hmm. games, there's like a nice soundscape in the back, and it very like gradually and gently with a really nice aesthetic teaches you the rules of cribbage, which is interesting because like it wasn't a game I had any awareness of. I think a lot of people will enter into the game like that, and they've built like a the most welcoming, friendly, kindly tutorial like in the game to the point where like there's um it's a it's a game where scoring plays a factor in different hands so you have to count your own score right and sometimes if you miss something that you could have counted your grandpa will be like i'm not sure you got <laughs> everything did you get every did you get all your points in that round and you can set the like the difficulty of the grandpas 
as, mm-hmm. so they will like help you or not help you. But like I had no awareness of this game, and like it, it is one of those games that I love where like you can play a game and actually like learn a skill. And I know this skill is just another game, but still like it was a really cool way to learn, and um, I I really dig it. Uh, the game I have, I, I haven't played, I'll just be honest with you. But I want to mention it because I oh. think a lot of listeners will enjoy it. I, I played it. You played it? Uh, yeah. Temtem. Uh, it is effectively Pokemon, the MMO. It's not effectively Pokemon, Chris. It's fucking Pokemon. <laughs> like, they just were like, what if we made Pokemon? And Pokemon was like, "Don't, hey, don't do that. We make Pokemon. But they're like, yeah, but what if we also made Pokemon? It's I mean, a, But it's an MMO. It sounds really good. And I think I think people will enjoy it. Uh, honestly, I'm just I downloaded it. I downloaded it yesterday and turned it on, and it put me in a queue where I was number 9900, and I was like, "I'll come back." Uh, I played some this morning though, and it's it's neat. Nice. I didn't really play with much or any games this week, but I do know someone who did. If oh, you don't, Jesus. if you guys don't mind. Oh, oh who's here? Hey, man, it's me, the Mitcher. So. <laughs> Hey. What's up, dogs? So, hey, Mitchell. What up, M- Mitchell? What, what is call that you're me wearing? Mitch, but you can call me the Mitchell. <laughs> hey, the Mitchell. Um, you guys need any fool's parsley or green mold up in here? So you're just sort of a party version of the Witcher, then the Mitchell. Well, look, the Witcher. You know, people talk about him. They say he travels the world fighting monsters. But sometimes you just want to chill with the Mitchell. Am I right, Mitchell? Yeah, the Mitchell. How long did it take you to grow that rat tail that seems to be uh, tucked into your the back of your pants? Yeah, it just keeps going, man. Sometimes I loop it around my head like a little headband. People like it. I heard a rumor, the Mitchell, that, that the rat tail is the source of your powers. Don't tell people that, man. That's how I get it. That's how I get my powers. Now, granted, my powers are just snacking, mostly. Yeah. Can't do much else. We have a rundown where we list all the things that will happen in the episode, and we list our honorable mentions. And Russ wrote PS4 back button attachment. <laughs> oh, I, and I, this I, is I a level it. of the betrayal. I used the PS4 okay. back button. Oh, okay, button. so oh, it's Mitchell. delivered yeah, through. Yeah, about the back button Mother. attachment. Oh, man, oh, so, so check it. Here, uh, The Witcher <laughs> has, like, the, the, you know, he has his normal PS4 controller, but the Mitcher, man, he can't always hold the controller and hit the triggers at the same time so so he's all about using this back button attachment thing it's like really groovy man let me just tell you okay. what is that so this so, is the, it adds these buttons to the normal ps4 controller and you could just like tap them on the back rather than having to use the top buttons you could keep your hands on the analog sticks and just like be like snacking away and not have to worry about those top triggers. It's, it's well, this really is so weird. When I when I rub this apple bong like a genie lamp, the Witcher seems to be dissipating into smoke. <laughs> the Witcher? Back are you talking the about apple. the Witcher? Or are you talking about Shh, the, you sorry, the, the Witcher? Chris, confuse the Witcher and the Mitcher again. Oh, there I got I, I got I got the Mitcher back in my apple bong. Bye, guys. If you if you need any ergot seeds or allspice root, you know who to come to. It's the yeah. Mitcher. Thanks, the Mitcher. Thank you for against all odds uh, listening to the besties. Uh, next week we'll be discussing Kentucky Route Zero, 
So if you want to share any thoughts about that long-running franchise, how many times you've had to restart it from the beginning to remind yourself what's happening well, in Act, Act uh, you 5 e- is out now, or does it come out next week? What's the actual coming out very soon. for it? I believe it's coming out very soon. Very soon. Uh, mail at besties.fan is the address to share that to. You can send it our way, and we'll, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, we'd also love it if you tell some friends about the show. Uh, it, it really does help us out. Uh, we're trying to grow the program, and it would it would really mean a lot if you'd share it with some folks and talk about it on social yeah, media. Yeah, I should, also, as I they should say. also mention since you are listening to this on Spotify because we're only on Spotify, uh, take a moment if you haven't yet and make sure you click that follow button. I know there's been some requests for push notifications through Spotify, which isn't fully supported yet, but the follow button should at, at the very least notify you if you go to like episodes under the podcasting bar in in Spotify should notify you when there's new episodes or at the very least you could follow our uh twitter account uh the besties pod um which will certainly let you know about new episodes which come out every friday but but yeah hit that follow button the follow button is life for us it will keep the show alive so it's a very low ask for you uh to do that so please do that that'd be great that is going to do it for us for this week so until next time for the fellas here My name is Justin McElroy, and be sure to join us again next time for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? a Spotify original podcast in association with Vox Media. The show is edited by Jelani Carter. And our theme song is by Ian Dorsch. Besties!